0: Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters. I'm joined by Connor and Josh. Hello there. And today we're going to talk about the fact that some people are quoted as saying, we're here to stab white people. The New Neighbours, I think, are the ones being quoted as saying that. The New Neighbours? Yeah, the New Neighbours. Or the new series. Strength for France. There's a TV show called Neighbours?
1: Do you not know this? It's the Australian (laughs) long-running soap drama.
0: Welcome to the IMDB of the Lotus Eaters. Did you just add... Do I watch Australian? No, I don't watch Australian soap. Oh, it's on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just a in
1: Britain. Very popular, famous. Thing. It's where Kylie Minogue and, and Jason, what's his name?
0: Well, from? I don't think it's them. I think it's it, some of the new uh, French. So mm. we're also going to be talking about Doctor Was Where, which I've all been, of our childhoods are going to be killed. What? Yeah. Mm. And also the new Irish, who are just as wonderful as the French Irish. So. Newness today, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's a new, new world.
2: French, new Doctor Who, new
0: Irish. <sighs> but that really is a. Good way of summarizing Everything though So, There's a new thing What have you done I've made it worse <laughs> Cool That's what I've we needed Got some new knives They're <laughs> circular like, uh, Whatever uh, So,
2: Well One of these stories Wouldn't have happened If that were true
0: yeah. We have uh, an announcement To make though Which is tomorrow At 3pm So just after the podcast We have a new Lads hour of course So if you enjoy Chatting shite You can come and join us And we have uh, The View but for men And this episode is on Is the right to getting any wins me boys. yar. Anyway, so <laughs> you do come and about join. Pirates. And we will be doing pirate impressions now, apparently, and uh, having a good time.
2: It's also worth mentioning as well, um, Rumble is running ads on the live podcast, and we have tried everything to get them to stop, and we can't.
1: Yeah, speaking of piracy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We do like Rumble. It's just... It's not us choosing the pain in the the
2: this, by the way.
0: It's so frustrating. Um, yeah. Also, the chat isn't working for me, so if someone can... I was about to ask if someone in the chat could let me know. <laughs> <laughs> My brain doesn't work. Well, anyway, we shall uh, begin with um, not fun.
2: Yeah, this is going to be quite depressing. So I, I want to draw your attention to this really quite horrible story. And it is something that, you know, I've been working at Lotus Eaters now for over three years. And this this is something that really had quite a profound effect on me. So I wanted to try and uh, humor putting yourself in the shoes of the people who were victims in this because it really is as harrowing as it gets. So here... Um, we have Crepol in France. Uh, if I zoom out a little bit here, you can see uh, sort of south-easterly France, south of Lyon. Um, and another important place, which we'll be returning to, is uh, this place down here, Romans-sur-Isere, um, which I think is Romans on the river Isere. That's what it means. Um, don't know why I'm translating the French. But um, yes, Crepol is an idyllic... Place. I've realized that my stream deck is not working. Um, I'm go- Yeah, it doesn't work, hang on, I'm gonna have right. to, it's all right, I can do it at the top here. Okay. So here it is, um, it, it looks lovely, it, it looks rural, it looks like something out of a postcard.
1: It looks like French Smallville, basically.
2: It, it does, it, it looks like um, something out of a dream. It looks lovely, is the point I'm trying to make. So this is Kreppel, is, is as I said, and in 2020, it had a population of 532 people. So it's a quaint, small French village, really. And I think it looks lovely. I'd, I'd love to visit a place like that. So on Saturday, the 18th of November, um, which just so happens to be my birthday, um, they had um, what was described by the mayor of the village, uh, Martin Lagoutte, as a simple dance party with a sound system organized by the village's festivities committee. So now I want to put you in the shoes of a particular person who was there that day. So imagine you were 16 again and you're at a, a party with the people you live around, everyone you know, your, your friends, maybe your family as well. And I, I remember when I was 16, you know, you go to these events, you think nothing bad can happen to you. You think the world is ahead of you. Everything's great. You know, the the energy, the excitement you had for your future and about the opportunities available to you uh, were tangible. And uh, I think I would give pretty much anything to experience that again. And Everyone was having fun at this, this village party, really, I suppose we can call it. And then out of nowhere, 15 to 20 youths, as they've been called by the mainstream uh, French press, um, started stabbing all of the attendants. They, they, they stabbed, there was what, 15, 20 of them, and they just started stabbing people. Many of them were quite young, like 16 to 18. And... Um, I'm going to read some of the accounts. They are quite harrowing. It's not something that you want to listen to with children around. So if you do have children around, um, please you know, um, either pause this and come back to it or you know, make sure they're out of the room because it's, it's horrible. And I'm going to be focusing on uh, a 16-year-old called Thomas who um, was caught out in this attack when he was outside, I think, smoking. And he was stabbed in the neck and heart, um, seemingly for no reason whatsoever. Um, at least from his perception. So after the assailants, these, these unnamed youths, as the media would have you believe, um, they all scattered and he was rushed to hospital, but unfortunately on the way he died. And um, all in all, there were 17 victims, obviously um, he died on the way, and two were also left in critical condition. So that's to my mind, equivalent to a terror attack, right? So I want to draw attention to this article: um, Crepel tragedy, village brawl or ethnic war? Because it's talking about the fact that it, the media tried to characterise this in in France as just ah oh, you know they got drunk in a village and there was a disagreement, a fight. Um, of course, that's not what happened at all. So I'm going to read some of the quotes. These are, um, are on here; it's all compiled there, but they're from local media sources, which I have checked. Um, I Okay, at French, so I can read that media in its original language um, from the sources. And I, I think it's mostly a local newspaper that's been re- actually on the ground talking to the people there and getting these direct quotes that I'm pulling. But I have corroborated them. So I'm going to read a direct quote here. On the internet, it says it was a brawl, but it wasn't a brawl. We didn't want to fight at the ball, read statements in the article. Um, Le Dauphiné Libere, um, a local newspaper. Hugo 18, who was at the dance party, recharacterized the incident. I was near the entrance. I saw Thomas being stabbed in the heart and throat. There was a battle between the attackers, those who had the courage to stand up to them, and those who had the courage to stand up to them, sorry. Um, uh, Max Sintz, also aged 18, echoed this. It was a bloodbath. Some youths surrounded the village hall and were stabbing people blind. The bouncer had his finger cut off. It was chaos. And they characterized the profile of the attackers. And they said, um, guys from La Monique, um, for, and the, in this article they say, i.e. young people from a so-called sen- sensitive area of the neighboring town, Romans Sur Isere. Um, so I want to go to this next article here. So... After the riots um, in that place, um, the district feels uh, disgained. That's a weird translation, but basically
1: like disillusioned,
2: right? Um, so there's a picture of that district there, and um, there should be. Um, if you go to the, hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, John.
1: So my one works.
2: Okay, if you can, if you can move it ahead to that that Google Maps link. There we go. So. Here we are. This this is the the same place from the picture. My, my years of playing GeoGuessr are paid off, um, and and here we are. And you might notice something about this neighbourhood, um, something uh, that is true of a lot of places that receive um, large amounts of immigration. Um, here we have lots of sort of low rent houses. We we see this in Swindon, don't we? Where a lot of the, the recent migrants who uh, are first generation move into places like this. So it might lead one to conclude that this area might be um, an area that has a high migrant population. This and, is why
1: I call them battery farms. They're mm-hmm. small cramped conditions, they're built to spec just to put as many people in a place expediently mm-hmm. as possible.
2: Yeah, and the, the, the disillusion here, um, and if, if we go back to here, um, that event there where they had the riots in this this small, you know, it's a town of about 50,000 people, I think, off the top of my head. Um, they had riots about the shooting of that 17-year-old who refused to stop his car um, when armed police asked him to stop uh, because he was driving without a license. He didn't want to stop, and they shot him.
1: He had prior convictions as well, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like this was just a one-time yeah.
2: behavior. Yeah, and um, that... that- officer is facing trial Um, I don't know the the rules of conduct so I can't really comment um, on whether he's going to be prosecuted or not but um, I have also covered the consequences of the French riots as well around this if you want to know a bit more about it but I'm not necessarily going to focus on this too much it's just the backdrop for general um, discontent in a specific community in France that is not the native French so Here we have um, that local news outlet, and I'm going to read um, some from here. So this says, uh, we were having fun. We were among friends, having a good time together, a little towards the end. Some people arrived. I heard things were getting busy outside. There was a crowd. I went out. I got stabbed in the shoulder and back. I saw my friend Thomas being stabbed. I I was scared. Um, I went back into the room. I saw another friend of mine get um, stabbed in the back. I compressed his wound to make a tourniquet. He was hit in the kidney. It was a horror. For me, it was clearly an attack. The attacker said, we are here to stab white people.
1: Right. Well, the motivation seems pretty cut and dry.
2: It does, yes. And this has been corroborated by a bunch of the witnesses. Um, They basically said more or less the same thing. There's not, not really any conflict in the accounts of the people who were there. So you can't say, oh, that's just one person's opinion because they've all corroborated each other's. Um, And it goes on to pretty much say the same thing. His neighbour confirms these comments and adds, it wasn't just a fight like we're used to where um, there's little punches thrown at each other. We had um, all had village balls this summer. Had a good ball, there's always a fight at the end. Otherwise, it's not a good ball. That's spoken like a true teenager, isn't it? But that wasn't it. We saw between 15 and 20 people arrive. We didn't know them. They took out knives. They were there to kill we experienced it like an attack, and that is um, from doing some digging. Exactly what it seems to have gone down here. It seemed like a, a deliberate attack on native French people, and the fact that this happened in a a really small village as well, of five hundred people. You know, it's it's not like it's a large city where you know it'd still be a vile and disgusting thing to happen, but you could at least see how these people would come into contact with one another. These people, these 15 to 20 people traveled out of their way to target this event and stab people in a a small village. So if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere in France. It's like a barbarian sacking. It's it's exactly that. And it makes you think, doesn't it, that, well, Britain's not too far off the French in this, this respect in terms of immigration. Well, if, if you aren't even safe in a small village, like roving gangs are setting out to stab you just because of the colour of your skin, then who is safe in, in the West anymore? Who's, any country that's had mass immigration, you, you can't guarantee your own safety and you can't always just have your guard up constantly that there might be some sort of terror attack. That's not any way to live. And this One. was totally avoidable.
0: One based on race as well. I mean, this incident probably says more about attackers than anything else. A mm-hmm. small village that they've probably never been to, they've never interacted with. These people have done nothing to the attackers. Mm-hmm. Well, of and course, yet, they're seeing it along racial lines, aren't and they? And then they decide because these people in a village I've never been to, have never met, have never done anything towards me, because they're white, I'm going to go and stab them. That mm-hmm. is a mental situation to have your mind at for anyone and yeah. for them to do this to. People not even in their own town, but people mm-hmm. who go out of their way to do it. Is.
2: In, in the Western world, people tend to view other people on the basis of the actions they themselves have done. Of course, not everyone's perfect, but that generally is the rule. And it seems like there are lots of people who are coming to the Western world who don't share this view. And it's being overlooked and covered up by politicians and the, the media.
0: But it's not even, we disagree on a few religious aspects, disagree no. about how women should dress or something like that. Uh, these individuals you're describing literally said so we're killing white people because they're white. Mm-hmm. Okay, what
1: the- it's irreconcilable differences. You will never have peace with those people. You just can't no. have them here. So
2: there was um, marches um, in lots of different cities because, of course, this was quite an upsetting thing, and you know, rightfully so, people were upset. And, and this um, isn't new either for France. No, it's not. I mean, was it? Uh, uh, and then. The the the, the, uh, the
0: recent guy. baby attempted stabbing. Yeah. yeah, I've lost track of the amount of children who've been murdered in situations similar
1: mm-hmm. in France. So yeah, there was and, a video recently of a, a black migrant running up to a woman's house and trying to drag the children out of the house. That, I saw you know, that. It yeah, up.
2: it's just endless examples of this. So I think people are perfectly valid in saying that you know this state of immigration needs to be looked at because people are coming into our country that could have been prevented from coming here and doing some of the most appalling things not only to uh, you know adults but targeting children as well. There's no more barbaric thing you can really do than harm innocent children in my mind and I, I think that the demonization as we're about to see of these people who are concerned about their country in my view um, is absolutely disgusting. I think it is tantamount to a cover-up. So French government Um, has urged calm after teen's death uh, at party sparks. Um, Here we have a trick out of uh, the
1: the Anglosphere's far-right riots. It's not just that, it's teen's death. Oh, did he just keel over and have a heart attack related Mm -hmm. to climate change or something? No, he was murdered by a gang of roving racists that were imported into the country by policies from the elite. And now, and this is something that, that Carl said about yesterday, It's that they call you far right because if they've meant fascist or they meant mid-century German, they'd say that. Instead, they're trying to marginalize the obviously acceptable concerns of everyday people who go, I don't want my children at threat from a bunch of criminals who shouldn't be here as far right because it's easier to crack down on you as the enemy if you put them in some kind of ideological sheep's pen. Mm -hmm. And of course, concerns about not getting your children stabbed doesn't make you far right.
2: In fact... Most parents, I should hope, don't want that to happen, and um, yeah, I, I just find this very strange. So um, they—they also—I'm um, going to read a little bit about what Macron's doing because he seems to care more about the uh, the French right, as as it's been characterised, than he does the actual attack. So um, Olivier Veran, the spokesman of Emmanuel Macron. Um, went to the village of Crepel in southeastern France where Thomas was killed in a bid to keep a lid on tensions. The death of Thomas is a, uh, this is a direct quote, a tragedy that puts um, us at risk of tipping over of our society if we don't, rise to the occasion.
1: Well, what tipped over French society is that you disrupted the peace of it by bringing a bunch of foreign criminals in. This is, this is almost exactly the same containment effort that you've covered before, Callum, with, with it was in regards to the Nottingham stab-up, but it's mm. happened with London Bridge, every single terror attack, where the government runs narrative interference to keep their mass migration policies looking palatable by calling anyone that opposes it racist rather than addressing the root of the, of the actual actions that cause people to process, versus bringing all these criminals in in the first place.
2: Absolutely. I- 100% agree. And um, he carries on to say, it's up to the judiciary to render justice, not, not the French public themselves, but they were going out on marches. I know there, there was a case of people going to the suburb and, and looking for trouble, but it was a, a very small handful of people. And obviously we don't advocate for just beating up innocent people. There's, there's no need for that. Um, but they're characterising it as if everyone who is concerned about this Is somehow some sort of far-right vigilante which is just simply not true and um, he did um, acknowledge the fact that the death of thomas was um, not just the result of a mere fight in a village dance i mean wow what a small mercy that is i mean only when it's emerged very clearly that it was an orchestrated terror attack in in my view because of course it's worth mentioning that that suburb um they're writing about a muslim so clearly there's there's um and there's some sort of Islamic connection here. And many of the, the witnesses to the attack said they were probably North African. They speculated maybe Nigerian or Moroccan or Nigerian, um, Algerian. Um, and of course, France has a, a connection because of colonial ties to those countries, right? So that seems like a reasonable assumption about the attackers. They saw them, right? They, they heard them shouting things. They also were shouting slurs for white people in Arabic so one can assume that they were Muslims. The, the uh, French state has not released any detail um, whatsoever about the attackers and I imagine it's going to be one of those situations where people are going to be very much dragging their feet about releasing information because it's going to make people very angry when they realise they let people into France who went on to murder people and this is an avoidable thing and when they're targeting kids it's the most frustrating of all it is infuriating. I mean, I'm mean, i trying to keep my composure here just so I can actually give you the news, but it's really, really got under my skin the fact that this has happened. So the BBC has um, also joined in on this dogpiling of people who don't want children to be stabbed by referring to them as ultra right. Oh,
1: we've graduated now, have we? It's
2: not the far right. It's not the hard right anymore. It's the ultra right. Um,
0: it reminds me of Pokeballs.
1: Yeah. We're
0: going to get the yeah. master right soon or well, the great right or something i just yeah, uh, i find it boring you, you ran out of using the word far right so you went with ultra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. yeah and it, it's just
2: boring. disgusting that they're, they're basically carrying water for the attackers by focusing on the people that are annoyed about it and it is making a mountain out of a molehill just like oh we're concerned about the the ultra right well they're not the ones going around stabbing children are they So why?
0: I can't even think of a single, maybe this is a bias, someone can tell me, of native French people engaging in lots of terrorist attacks against Algerian migrants. It just doesn't happen. No, I mean, in the UK, we have far more uh, terror attacks organized by refugees. We've had, I think, one or two
1: organized by natives. The only one that they usually cite is Joe Cox's murder. Mm-hmm. by a crazy schizophrenic who self-identified as a mid Well, that's government. not
0: him killing a, uh, a migrant population. No. The thing I was thinking of was Finsbury Park Mosque. After mm-hmm. the three Muslim terrorist attacks, there was a, an English guy who went and, and mowed down some Muslims with his van. You, you don't get that symmetry.
2: No, you don't. Do you? It, it only goes one way, which is true of a lot of uh, violence associated with immigration. And it's very frustrating that you get called, um, pejorative terms, as the media intend them to be, um, for simply pointing out statistical facts, really. That's, that's ultimately what it is. It's
1: not even statistical facts. It's saying, hey, here's a story where a bunch of innocent kids were stabbed. You're not even looking at numbers. You're looking at. Mm-hmm. The well, wrong there is counsel. that element as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's in the immediate aftermath of children being butchered. Mm. But, uh, well, that's why I bring up
0: the symmetry. Like, if you're sitting here as a news organization and, and dealing with the, the real threat to society here, it's not protests.
2: Mm. My, my, my contempt for the journalists that, that write these sorts of stories in the wake of this sort of thing is unfathomably high at the minute. And I, I, I just can't, I can't fathom what goes through a human being's head when they, they think, oh, some, some children have been stabbed. I'd better defend the attackers for my ideology.
1: Well, it's a threat to the consensus reality. That's what it is.
2: You know, if, if for some reason something I believed resulted in children getting stabbed, I would at least sit and rethink my worldview. Mm. It's just ugh, it's so insufferable. But it's not just limited to this, of course. um, As Callum uh, covered, the Dublin riots um had a similar thing where a migrant stabbed children. And again, the people who were upset about it were called far right.
1: They're the real problem, not the child murderer. Well, this is the subtitle of the article. Perhaps the mayhem in City Centre last week will finally end politicians' complacency about violent anti-immigrant groups. Oh, so it's not the fault of the immigrant for stabbing children 20 years after coming Mm. here when he should have been deported for a prior offence anyway. It's the fault of the native population who weren't asked if they wanted this for saying, we didn't want this and now we still don't want it and they should be the ones that should be oppressed. Mm -hmm. And then the BBC as well, um, just to
2: show how partisan the media is being, Rally to support migrant days after Dublin riot. This, by the way, was held on a, a Monday daytime and so had a really small turnout. So the BBC has ran with um, this, which kind of limits the, uh, the ability to see the scope of the rally. But if you scroll down, you know how quite often at rallies you get pictures mm. to get a gauge of how big they are. There's an empty street and there's a picture of the riots themselves
1: you don't really get a measure for how many people turned out but they it... said more than 500 right mm. more than 500 people attended a solidarity rally in dublin but it's interesting that the bbc's happy to report on
2: this they don't say extreme left wingers um, people who are ha- you know people who are happy to support policies that result in children getting stabbed mm. they they didn't run it like that did they They've they've basically tried to write a puff piece like look at these lovely Irish people that we agree with who've come out in defence even after all of this aren't they great that's that's what they've done the partisanship is clear in my mind so um, if we go to this article um, a mayor from the town in which uh, some of the, the suspects are from has said it's uh, delinquent parents they come from.
1: Parents oh. who are already delinquent, and she's right. supposedly right wing. Oh, they wouldn't have stabbed white people if we just given them more youth clubs. Is that what we're mm. running with here? It, it's a slightly harder line version of that.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Just ah, oh, well, they, they're they're bad apples. It's she's she's saying, oh, there's a hundred mm. people that are ruining it for the rest of us.
1: How how old were said attackers? Because we don't we don't have much information on the mother. I think
2: racial um, animosity. Do we? A couple were minors, but some of them were sort of in their early twenties. Right. Um, okay. At least from the information that's come out so far, but it could be subject to change. Maybe they've got the wrong people, even. But I think I'm going to trust the the accounts of the people who actually saw them, rather than you know the state or the police who have an incentive not to be completely transparent. And um, finally. Um, I did want to draw attention to the fact that um, Remix reports, I've not been able to find this in too many other places, so maybe take this with a pinch of salt, that there have been nine people arrested. And I don't know whether this is the case, but hopefully they can get to the bottom of who did this and and catch all of the people who did it and uh, punish them appropriately, um, which in my mind um, would be very severe. need to crack out the old guillotine, perhaps. Um, the last execution was in '79, off the top of my head, but target—you know—a deliberate terror attack where they're targeting children. I think it does warrant that, and um, yeah, you know, I hope um, you're not too depressed after me drawing attention to this. But this is very, very important. I think this story—the pa- the fact it's a small town and a coordinated attack on it, where they targeted innocent children—I don't think it can get much worse than this. Really, it just goes to show how far this has gone now, and it's infuriating. Uh, John's trying to highlight here: France's Black Friday, Moroccan migrant
1: brutally hacks elderly couple with butcher's knife inside a crowded mall food court. So it's a revolving door of these stories of brutality at this point. Mm-hmm. Just there, end of mass immigration. There's zero of them in Poland. What could possibly yeah, be the difference?
2: Yeah, it, it's almost like there's different immigration policies, isn't it? And yes, it, it it seems to be life or death this immigration question now because the state, the police, the media don't care if you're a white person getting killed. They're going to carry water for the attackers. And it's one of the most infuriating things I've probably ever covered. And um, I, I suppose just share this story around. I suppose that's all we can do at this, this moment in time.
1: Almost feels tonally inappropriate to go from one severe murder to another, I suppose. But uh, big deep breath out, because we're going to try and have a, a little bit of fun <sighs> as our childhoods. I feel like I need it. Yeah. I think tech hiccups. That's fine. All right. Speaking of broken things, I suppose. Let's yeah. talk about. Oh, hang Sorry. on a minute. I'll Sorry. go back. I'll go back. That's fine. Don't worry. We'll restart. <laughs> Don't worry, YouTube. This isn't in it. I mean, this probably won't be on YouTube anyway. Um, anyway. Right. Boom. Yeah. Let's talk about Doctor Who, which I think lots of people were holding their breath to see what the revival would be like. I was holding my so, breath only to hope that I'd pass out and die. Yeah, so you could not have to watch the episode. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think many hopes were high for Russell T. Davies coming back for certain reasons that we will cover in the next little bit. But for for kids of the early 2000s, we all grew up in the 2005 revival. We have fond memories of the Equiston launch. I know I really fancied Billy Piper growing up. and <laughs> David Tennant was properly good. A bit more of a Matt Smith man myself. But those first Six seasons, great stuff. Started to taper off when Capaldi came in. Then Jodie Whittaker almost utterly butchered it. And, and now David Tennant's back. I hoped that Capaldi could have...
2: I didn't actually watch that because I, I felt like it, it had, had its time with me. But um, I wanted to Cap- Capaldi to be like the sort of thick of it character that you had. Where would come in effing and
1: jeffing and <laughs> swearing <laughs> at aliens, shouting at them until they are intimidated and give up. He did a little bit of that in season ten, but he was bogged down by his companions. I yeah. would say.
0: All right, massive Doctor Who fan. I had a collection of literally every DVD and a magazine series that came out. I remember
2: those magazines. Yeah,
0: I don't know how many people were actually holding their breath for this because I imagine it's similar. For well, it is similar because we can look at the viewing figures. That after David Tennant and some Matt Smith stuff, most people j- just kind of tuned out.
1: Four million I mean, dropped off a week by, you got to Capaldi and then it dropped down to about three million people that watched the specials for Jodie Whittaker. So that was about seven to eight million audience drop off from the peak. And wow. that's with more humans around as well than the <laughs> 2000s. There's just a higher population.
2: Yeah. Like, and that's with
0: iPlayer shit. as well. Yeah. And with iPlayer and everything else and all the other uh, increases you could possibly do to try and help at the BBC. It, everyone I think is aware the woman Doctor Who
1: happened and then it went like full on woke retarded. It was ri- it was quite bad with Capaldi though. So it, in the early days, Doctor Who was always a tad progressive flavoured, but because the political zeitgeist wasn't so unbearable, things like Captain Jack bonking everyone in sight, no matter their sex, was just an endearing part of his scallywag character. But also it, there was a, a reason in the universe, which is humanity expands
0: all over the universe and then we kind of become sexual degenerate, the Doctor says at one point. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you go around having sex and everything. That's why he's the way he is.
1: Yes. And then you get to a couple of episodes like Empty Child or Robot of Sherwood where Mark Gattis throws in a pro-Marx line. You could just write those episodes off. Then it gets to season 10 with Peter Capaldi and Bill, who is named after the first Doctor actor, William Hartnell, and is a black lesbian. And then they go to the Frost Fair and she notices that suddenly all the Victorians are black. And she mentions this and Peter Capaldi goes, so was Jesus, history was a whitewash. Um. What wasn't? That that happened. Well, it was a factual lie as well because Stephen Moffat was interviewed by the BBC about this and he said, We've got to tell a kind of lie. We look back in history and say, How would it have been better? And so we've made it more diverse. That was in a BBC article. So Doctor Who's been going down for quite some time, but people thought, okay, maybe we can at least, before it crashes and burns with Ngutigatwa, who is a Rwandan migrant who went to Scotland, who is non binary and gay, and who says the doctor's going to use they them pronouns, before he becomes a doctor. We've got David Tennant back for three episodes. Oh,
0: that was a joke. I didn't know that was real.
1: Yeah. He's the next doctor. Okay. <laughs> He's the next doctor. This is why they've put David Tennant up. Now, people thought maybe David Tennant might be able to bring some joy for like a little bit. Sorry to report, I've watched it and it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was comparable to essentially the kind of progressive skin suiting you would get if your mum had just announced that she divorced your dad and then to smooth things over at the dinner table, she dug up your nan's corpse and puppeteered her around. That's how this feels to watch. Blimey, I wasn't expecting that analogy, but... It's horrible. <laughs> That's, it must have been bad for oh, that. Oh, I'm going to sit you through some of the most skin-crawling cringe clips imaginable, boys. So sit oh, back, wonderful, <laughs> relax, and enjoy me torturing my colleagues with our dead childhoods. If you'd prefer a better time travel narrative, you can subscribe to the website for as little as £5 a month and watch me and Harry's passion project, mainly mine, which is The Politics of Life is Strange. Which is actually a really good and popular video, so I'm really chuffed with that. But until then, we're going to suffer through Doctor Who. What are you cackling about, Chads? Just like put a
0: black in it, and make it lame and gay. <laughs> <It's just> the
1: <laughs> the South is that Park the self Park, 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 Park thing yeah. recently? <laughs> I'm so checked out of contemporary culture. So this is the reason that people thought, well, Russell T Davies is coming back. He was the show runner that relaunched it. Maybe it's going to be good. Turns out Russell T Davies wrote a a and we covered directed... this back when he did it. This we did. Yeah, this was accepting an award for It's a Sin which was a drama about the 80s AIDS crisis, which is essentially where a bunch of gay men had unprotected sex and died, which, okay, That's sad how they works, died. Yeah. Lifestyle choices may have led to this, but neither here nor there. So he gave a speech saying that the LGB Alliance were conducting a trans genocide. So his exact quotes were, in the speech, w- to which everyone clapped, of course, one of their favourite things to do is say, oh, LGBTQIA+, plus!" isn't that funny? You've got so many letters. Well, yeah, it kind of is, because you just keep expanding the acronym, but, but fine. E-I-A-I-O. Bro, you literally have a plus at the end. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> limitless expansion. Just like <laughs> the UN's definition of woman, where it's like an eldritch god, timeless, formless, the world. They should just go by plus,
2: surely. That's easier. Like, Elon Musk rebranded to X. It's just... Simpler and easier. Just be
1: plus now. Last movement. In what society is having too many letters a bad thing? One where you try to speak coherently, I suppose? This, this whole speech. Is he, not, is he not familiar with the Tower of Babel? I mean, <laughs> Good reference. More letters is good. He literally says more letters equals more good. All right. <laughs> more letters includes everyone. But then along comes the LGB alliance and they say, no, we can only have three letters. We're going to cut off the T. You can't have LGBT. We're going to cut off the LGB from the T. To cut out the T is to kill. No, the LGB Alliance's contention is that it's actually incoherent to have a sexuality-based rights movement and a sexuality and gender abolition movement together. It's about as incoherent as your speeches, Russell. But but that's fine. I've got some letters for Russell T Davis. Do you have the rest of the speech? Because oh, well, he, he then just goes decides on decides to, to cut off the T
0: from. Well, a yeah, bunch if of if he literally words. gets rid of the, the the letter T from it. So he just sounds
1: incoherent. And it's just like this isn't making the point you think it is this is just you being a moron on stage yeah it's you babbling like an imbecile and it turns out that's basically must have been how he wrote the script given the delivery in the actual episode so ahead of this david tennant's doctor was relaunched and much like they did in 2006 his first appearance was in a children in need episode after he regenerated so they did like a 5 minute children in need special which is back in 2006 this was the connected tissue between the parting of the ways and the christmas invasion where he talks about going to go into the planet barcelona and then collapses and that feeds into him getting his suit and everything in the in the Sikorak ship. So in this one, they decided to have him crash land on the Daleks' home planet right before the Daleks are invented, and he accidentally names the Daleks, gives them a plunger, and gives them the word exterminate. Bit tongue in cheek, and it retroactively destroys all the cannon, but that's fine. One of the important not things. Fine. Sorry, that's that's terrible. I agree, it's annoying, but but we we it's not the worst thing you're going to hear today, right? So. This is how it opened. This is the first line from David Tennant's Doctor after he regenerates, right? So,
3: hello. Just passing by because I got a bit lost. It's funny. 60 minutes ago, I was this really brilliant woman, and now I've got this old face back again. I mean, why?
1: Why? Because that really brilliant woman killed the series. <laughs> yeah. <killed> the <laughs> was yeah, because nobody's mm. bloody
0: watching. That's why. I think what's so cringe about this is because David's Scottish. Um, sorry to say it, but it is a problem with the Scots right now. He has no mechanism to actually defend himself to what's been done to his legacy. But like, he's just going along with this. You can see it. it's just like
1: No. Uh, no one no. else can go along with this, man. Callum, he's not. He's fully bought on board with it. I'm sorry to say. That's what I mean. I will prove that by the end.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like he's fully going along with everything. It's just like you no other self-respecting person would. This, this is <laughs> oh yeah, terrible.
1: I understand now. I thought because oh, most yeah. people, most people are going to watch this and think that David Tennant is just sort of turning up and doing as he's told. No, he's no. he's on board. He's a he's a bought-in ideologue, unfortunately. Uh, speaking of bought-in ideologues, this mini episode included Davros, but not Davros as you know him. You're cackling because you've already seen what happens. I'm going to play this clip from Russell T
3: Davies where uh, he talks about his need to update Davros. Taste has moved on and there's a problem with the davros of old in that uh he's a wheelchair user who is evil I had problems with that. And a lot of us on the production team had the problems with that, of associating disability with evil. Nobody and made that connection? Me, no. There's a very long tradition of this. I'm not Is blaming there? people in the past <laughs> at all, but the world Where? changes. And when the world changes, Doctor Who has to change as well. We can evolve, we can start anew, we can become stronger. So we made the choice to bring back Davros without the facial scarring and without the wheelchair or his support unit, which functions as a wheelchair, I say, this is how we see Davros now. This is what he looks like. This is 2023. This is our lens. This is our eye. Mm. Things used to be black and white. They're not in black and white anymore. And Davros used to look like that. And he looks like this now. And that we are absolutely standing by. I think because it's children in need night, it's a night where issues of disability or otherness or being excluded from society come right to the front of the conversation. So of all the nights to make this change... I think was absolutely vital to do this. And I'm very, very, man very like. proud of yes. that. On behalf of all those children that identify with Davros,
1: I mean, God forbid we offend people that have a giant blue eye in the middle of their forehead. I want to sort of paraphrase Forrest Gump and say, oh. Davros, you got new legs. <laughs> he's a cyborg. He's hmm. genuinely a cyborg and he's done this to himself. It's not like he tripped down a flight of stairs or had a skiing accident. He decided to make himself a war machine. And he's a villain. You're not meant to feel sympathetic for him. Besides the obvious retardation of being like,
0: men in wheelchair, evil. Therefore, all men in wheelchair, evil. No one thought I, that.
2: I did honestly. notice that they dressed him up like a mid-century German as well. That's... Yeah,
0: this is the problem with them. Literally, all they can see is representation. I saw some green mm. text saying this, and it's so on the money, which is they see person in wheelchair who's evil. Therefore, that's all they can see whatsoever. They mm-hmm. can't see Davros himself. So when they had to make a character who's evil, they literally just chose a white man. That's yes. what they've done. They made him a white
1: man now. They they Thanks, made Russell. him they just made him a Nazi. They have How <laughs> creative. Wow. Well Great. the the race, I forget the name of the race, but they were
0: meant to be some kind of weird oh, alien fascist. I can see was K. Yeah, but they were meant to be some race of alien fascists anyway, like they had the uniforms the ones who weren't in the uh, cyborg outfits. Hmm. But that wasn't the point. Like it was never about oh my god, he's in a wheelchair therefore he's evil therefore that's I, I can't I can't read. I'm his, sorry. You literally made the enemy a white man just because that's how your brain thinks, even in your terms. Because if if a man in a wheelchair equals wheelchair people bad, and then you make the enemy here white man, well, what does that mean,
1: Russell? Yep. <laughs> also, his deformity is a consequence of his own actions. He dies as a result of his own hubris in the revival that Russell T. Davis brought him back in. Getting mad about nothing. Anyway, so people point this out to him, including people that are in wheelchairs. And uh, Ross D. Davis doesn't like fee- fan feedback very much because someone responded to him on Instagram saying Davros isn't a wheelchair user. He's partially mutated Carlad in a life support system, halfway between Carlad and Dalek. Like, I was perfectly fine seeing Davros pre-accident. I think a lot of fans have wanted to see this for some time. But to insist that this is for better representation of disabled people is just utterly bizarre. If we're going to pretend, as you suggest, Davros was never in the chair or he just got better, well, that undermines one of the greatest villains who ever lived. And Russell T. Davis, who doesn't have better things to do than just to reply to people in his comments, just went tough.
0: I don't care. I'm going to destroy your series, <laughs> yes. everything you liked, and you're going to have to live with
1: it. Yes. I'll just get turned out. Yep. Just not going to watch. Yep. Not going not to watch after this, after this first one. Um, also, this was Russell T. Davis' replacement disabled character in the episode. So there was a brand new unit scientist. I think she's Advisor 56 and she's in a wheelchair. Oh, that's a very humanising name, Advisor 56. I forget what really her helps. actual name is because she's such a forgettable character. Other than this one scene, right? Brace yourself. Okay. Oh, she's got a chair. She's got a chair with a missile launcher. Whoa. Oh, All wheelchair people have like missiles. With With... Knockout darts. Whoa, all wheelchair people are, are murderers. Whoa. Well, yeah, <laughs> I that same logic. Uh, as Nerd Rottic pointed out, it's like, right, unit clearly has a great budget where you have a missile launching darting chair. But first of all, earlier in the episode, she can't go up a flight of stairs. So why doesn't it have a jetpack in it? And also, mm. if you can build this kind of technology, why don't you just build herself an exosuit and walk? Because then it wouldn't be representation, would it? Yes, but it would make sense, and that would be a much better episode. But of course, I'm just thinking about coherent writing here. So, this was the episode, The Star Beast. Now, it's based on an old comic strip by Dave Gibbons, the guy that authored Watchmen. So it's a pretty famous one. It's one that's in the beloved canon of the extended universe of Doctor Who, which the BBC are now branding the who Universe. Part of this is their very, very gay, very, very trans direct quote podcast. Yeah, so we covered
0: that back in the day. Glad
1: they're expanding that out. Just some general thoughts on the episode, right? So first of, first of three specials. It feels totally soulless. They've got loads of establishing shots. It feels a bit like a Disney Plus show. Uh, all the performances feel phoned in. Nobody's giving a particularly compelling line delivery. Um, they also keep telling you how beautiful the new companion is. The new companion is a 20-year-old transgender actor called Rose. Yes, mm. they're, they're literally, literally
0: doing the skin suit
1: of Billy Piper's character. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to jump into some clips, which if this does go out on YouTube, who knows at this point? You probably won't be able to watch them. We'll just talk about them afterwards, just in case. Brace yourself, gents. So the, the first one, one of the introductions to this Rose character is that they get dead named Doctor Who. Because this was a necessary scene. Oh, oh Jason, you all right? Oh, looking good, Jason. Oh, give us a kiss, Oh,
3: get them. Is that Josie Wingate's boy? Just leave it. Well, I'm going to tell her. Because I remember she had lots of names at school. And I should know. I invented them.
0: Great. She should so make something entertaining. It's not even a feasible... I don't recall fucking pronouns after work. I'm
2: sorry. It's not even a feasible depiction of dead naming because they were quite far away. All they could just see is the back of someone's head. It was so
1: forced in there. It's it's not like it's an actual part of the story in any way. Oh, it is. Oh, really? Yes. The entire episode is trans allegory. I'm not Uh, joking. Everything from the lighting in the TARDIS towards the end where it goes pink and blue to how the conflict gets resolved. And most people thought, okay, they're playing a... Does transgenderism save the day? Multiple times. Amazing.
2: It turns what a out, brilliant
1: writer. It turns out the Daleks are really vulnerable to puberty blockers. Yeah, or. it doesn't <laughs> save the day for about forty percent of said transgenders. But there we go. That's all right. Okay. Like ne- next clip, in case that you weren't put put off by that, you know how Donna's mum is a sort of beloved character because she's comedic relief. She always puts the doctor in her pl- in his place. Uh, she decides to keep her daughter safe. Well, they they just decided to basically disparage her and make Donna a pronoun policing Karen. All right, let's just play this one. Is
3: she right, Boys from school. I never know. When I say she looks gorgeous. Is
0: that right? I mean, is it
2: sexist? Never said it to him when he was...
0: Oh.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: Does she look gorgeous? Yes.
3: Well, stop worrying. I just get so clumsy. I
1: know.
3: So do I. what happens you have a kid you think good i've got it that's mine and then she grows up into this extraordinary beautiful thing and you think where the hell did she come from how lucky am i
1: in the space of about five minutes they call this transgender actor beautiful and gorgeous about four times it's like pavlovian conditioning to make Mm. sure the audience affirms them it's not dialogue it's reaching through the screen and smacking you with the message. Look what you did, Russell T. Davis. Look, this is a defeated man now. I looked like that on the train this morning <laughs> re-watching this garbage. I oh, know it's depressing. Yeah.
0: Why, did, why did they turn my favorite show into Marxist propaganda?
1: I mean, they tried it a couple of times, but it was at least more subtle and you should write the episodes off. I'm sorry, mate.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Why did they? Because they've killed her as well. Like you can get this right. I'm looking at that footage there, and I remember Donna and her mother. None of those people are in that footage there. Donna and her mother have been killed and replaced with some people I don't know. Mm. Talking um, about politics for some bloody reason.
1: It, it it does get worse as well. So so the villain of this piece is something called the Meep. Now they they play on E.T. a little bit because the Meep gets found by Rose among some bins in a back alley and. Rose puts them in the shed among a bunch of soft toys that they're making and selling abroad to Dubai on their online business. And Donna discovers the Meep by prodding it in the eye, thinking it's a soft toy. So they all scream and run to the living room and the doctor ends up there and he's trying to solve the conflict. And the doctor obviously can't allow Donna to remember him, otherwise her brain explodes and and she dies. So they have a conversation with the Meep, who ends up being the villain, voiced by Miriam Margoyles, who went on Graham Norton show like two weeks ago and had a bit of a struggle session about pronouns because it turns out that she used to be a bit turfy on grammar grounds alone. And among saying that if you didn't vote yes in the Aboriginal voice referendum, you're a racist, she also said that an Australian actress convinced her to change her mind on pronouns with the winning argument, because this Australian actress is non-binary, of, and I quote, if someone chooses to identify as non-binary, it doesn't affect you. And the entire audience claps
0: which is why you now have to change all of your language.
1: Yeah,
2: that's, that doesn't affect you. The, the noises your mouth makes, that's, that's not an effect on you.
1: Yeah, your, your belief in fundamental truth claims down to the binary nature of sex doesn't affect how you operate and show up in the world and, and whether or not civilization continues. But it does affect what the doctor has to say. Do you want to listen to the doctor get lectured about pronouns? Go on then. Yeah. <laughs> meep, meep. Yes, the meep. I promise I can help him get home and then you'll never see
3: me again. You're assuming he as a pronoun. True. Yes, sorry. Good point. Are you he or she or they? My chosen pronoun is the definite article. I am always the meep. Oh,
1: I do that. I'm just going to let that one hang there for a minute. It's cripplingly depressing. Again, the only consolation is that the meep, as in... The vector through which pronoun correcting happens is a really vindictive villain that wants to destroy all of good the casting world. for Miriam
2: Margot was then:
1: yeah which is, <laughs> she is the one that said that you should that brexit and Trump voters were fundamentally racist and you could not live with them so mm. a, a delusional little goblin yeah probably about right but there is a, there is just a obviously all modern media is crap these days so it looks crap it's filled with the message and it 's incoherent. One of the meeps plan is to get off world by using. Uh, uh, machine that harvests the earth's core for rocket fuel and it's going to destroy all of so London iron. <laughs> so it's going to destroy all of London so Callum's going to be happy with that bit right but it opens up lava channels and it only goes down roads for some reason like actual tarmac roads well at least it obeys the traffic laws yeah and Sadiq Khan will be delighted mm-hmm. and then when they turn the machine off suddenly the road reforms even though there's giant lava channels in the middle of the like it magically reconfigures. It's well, just...
2: it's, it's considerate enough because it, it goes by non-binary pronouns that it closes the
1: road up and it tears it up because yeah. you know it's just, it's just better than us, obviously. It leaves us the universe white cleaner man. than it found it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, what what about what about this this just this next bit, right? So this is a uh, uh, Donna and the Doctor's reunion. Um. Yeah. Uh, so the Doctor and Donna. When Donna remembers the Doctor, she becomes Dr. Donna for a moment. Okay. Such a stupid plot line. <sighs> well, it worked in the, in the crossover episode. Such a boring end to that episode, but whatever. It was sad, all right. But you didn't have to revisit it, okay? Yeah. They revisited it, and then Donna dies, and then she magically wakes up. And the reason she magically wakes up <laughs> is because the transgender actor playing her daughter has Time Lord Powers so she siphoned off some of the Time Lord energy into her daughter, which makes her daughter a super genius. And do you, so do you remember the last line that Donna said before she glitched out and fainted? She was saying binary, 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 binary. Binary nine. You can see where this is going.
0: Dad,
3: I think it's safe for you to come down now. Rose? <laughs> Too much power for one person, but you had a child and the Metacrisis passed down. A shared inheritance. Binary. Non-binary. Binary. It was always there, shining out of her And she chose her own name. Oh, the Shed. The Shed was her memory of the TARDIS. The toys! The toys! Every creature we met, she remembered as a toy! Extabulate! shall upgrade in progress! We are binary. She's not. Because the doctor's male and female. And neither. And more.
1: She's more than the doctor because she's non binary. At least the Soviet Union's propaganda was cool. (laughs) I mean, Callum will vouch for me on that. This is a proper struggle session. I'm so sorry. I know, it's (laughs) awful. It's awful. Um, What if, as well, after all that, they just called David Tennant an outright idiot because his current incarnation has a bit between his legs? Oh, yeah, why not?
0: We know what a man is now, do we?
1: Bit of misandry. Yeah,
0: they do. Yeah, we know. know, When we're beating on men, we know what men are. But otherwise, no, fuck. (laughs)
3: We've still got to fix you two. Because the Metacrisis might have slowed down, but that thing is wrapped around your cortex.
1: Yes, we know. We know everything, thanks.
3: And you know nothing. It's a shame you're not a woman anymore. She'd have understood. a got all that power. Mm. But there is a way to get rid of it. Something a male-presenting Time Lord will never understand.
2: Male-present.
3: And we choose to let it go. I said, mate. How lucky am I? Fuck. After all these years, I'm finally me.
1: And then everyone claps.
2: When you said it was a trans allegory, I thought it would be a bit more allegorical. Not- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it's unrelentingly painful like even the screen behind Callum's having an aneurysm yeah when <laughs> even the set is cringing you know it's bad. <laughs> also people obsessed with representation and power famously good at letting go of power mm, love, funny love that there is one more and I just thought it was ironic because this is in the last minute of the show and this is the only time throughout the entire show that they were honest Um, Donna says it better than I possibly could have.
3: We could do outrageous things like have tea, dinner, and a laugh, and Rose's school play. Well, maybe not that. She can't act. She's terrible. I don't know how to tell her.
1: (laughs) You said it better than I did, love. Anyway, so if you're confused as to why it's taken this turn, um, it's not just Russell T. Davies, and it's not just as some generally Americans see it which is that it's now being distributed by disney plus which means they're on esg no uh, david tennant's a total ideologue as well this was the first tour of the new tardis and uh yeah i believe that's his son he's Um, 10 years old yeah whose shirt says let's get one thing straight i'm not that's so weird to have on one of your young children Uh, Graham Linehan pointed this out a little while ago, and because he and David Tennant had the same agent representing them, the agent dropped Graham Linehan. That's going to age poorly for that agent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, David Tennant also, this was for the Good Omens Season 2 promotional photos. He wore a t-shirt that said, leave trans kids alone, you absolute freaks. Uh, Why are you obsessed with stealing the facility from children? And he also wore a non-binary rainbow pin. If you scribble out the word trans, that's kind of based. Yes. Agreed. Would, would be better. Um, it's funny, actually, because the, the, the T-shirt brand is Crooked. <laughs> okay. And then he's just been wearing a, a trans TARDIS pin on the one show and for Rolling Stone interviews. And so he's just David Tennant, most people's favorite doctor, I would say, the spearhead of the revival after Christopher Eccleston left. I, I always preferred Christopher Eccleston and I didn't watch it after he left. I loved, I loved Matt Smith. Tennant. But, but Tennant, people really have fond memories of him. I, I, I still like going back and watching the old series. And he's just got such a black mark on his career. And it's such a black mark. We'll finish with this because it turns out like a critical drinker viewer must work for the BBC. Because the BBC's own review says, and I quote, if you've been indifferent to Who, this won't be the episode to convert you. And if you're altogether new to the show, you'll probably wonder what all the fuss has been about. And although the show has always been progressive, look at the number of stories over the decades about, for example, threats to the environment. This is this special is preachy, and by the end, little more than a delivery system for the message. The BBC's own review says it's a preachy delivery system for the message. <laughs> they capitalised the T and the H, sorry, the T and the M there. Yeah, that's a critical drink, I meme. Mean. So someone has infiltrated the BBC. So if you're watching, wow. well done. You're bang on right. I'm not watching the next two specials, even if Neil Patrick Harris is bringing back the Toy Master. RIP Doctor Who. I'm to pinch
2: myself that the BBC wrote something me, I actually agreed with.
0: There is actually a, a trans character in the Who series, long in the old days, that everyone's forgotten about. Can you guess? Hint, it was a villain. Long in the old days. How- yeah, not, well, you know, reboot. It's Cassandra. Yes. Like episode 2. Yes, transhumanist, yes. Yeah. Used to, no, not even transhumanist. Oh,
1: no. You're right. There is
0: a throwaway line. Used a, to be a line. boy
1: and then became a girl and, and then, then becomes a Chip again. Yeah. Swaps bodies. You're right. There we go. Do you want um, the Elgato or have you got one? I want, to,
0: I want to burn down the studio in anger because they have destroyed <laughs> That's everybody. probably
1: a better use yeah. of it. The anger is emanating. The, the, the
2: wall is, is shutting off. <laughs> 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 it's picking up your vibes, Cameron. Yeah, yeah.
0: sorry. I'll, I'll do a vibe check and maybe the studio will come back to life.
2: The- I'm sending you positive vibes Please work <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry audio listeners Yeah bark at you. that'll work
0: uh, it's, it's, I'm angry <laughs> All right, The new Irish
1: the, the people who
0: are going to create a new world In which we all thrive Because we made some segments about Ireland And the troubles it's going through Turns out no troubles whatsoever Everything's fine Everything's been going fine Up until ooh, a couple of nights ago And finally something went wrong Some people came and burned down a bus Truly the worst crime that has ever happened to Ireland. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> you can see here, this is what I'm talking about, which is a bunch of people, I won't need a mouse actually, decided that they would tell us about their views since uh, there was some troubles. And so their views since the, the actual problem Ireland has ever faced, which is this this recent bus burning. You can see here, some people responded, disgusted at how these people burnt that bus down. Truly the worst crime. I'm going to town to get my nails done by an amazing nail teach from China. Tech. Then I'm going to dinner in my favourite Indian restaurant and will head to a gig where I've met the same Polish bouncers I've known since I was 16 and then grab a taxi. Immigrants are Dublin.
2: The one weird thing there, I'm not surprised at the weird progressivism, obviously, because I've seen a lot of it. You've known a Polish bouncer since you were 16. Yeah, that's a bit weird. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, but that's really strange. Just to be pedantic, Dublin predated immigrants, otherwise no, they wouldn't have had somewhere to come to. Nope nope, nope. they founded they founded the New Dublin, right. Uh, this, a- atop the immigrants.
0: The, the Celts are Indians. right and we have founded a new land that is literally how these people think about it. Oh well, yeah, That's I, well, I, I I already forget.
2: New Delhi, so what was it New New Delhi?
0: But this is why the worst thing to ever happen in Ireland's history is now that bus burning? Because mm-hmm. there was no history before. That's Ireland's,
2: that's Ireland's one bus. Yeah, it's gone.
0: I got to do it now. You see, this guy came out and said, went to town earlier. Immigrants everywhere. One of them drove me on the Lewis. Another one served me tea. Two more of them served me lunch. Six of them served me, by don't know, sucking a dick. It's, it's, okay, fine. You're, you, you're amazed. You're amazed that the immigrant slave race uh, have turned up and are now serving you your coffee and prep. Truly what they are for. What, what else? Yeah, for these people? It, it's, it's, almost,
1: it's almost like yeah. the native Irish could be doing these jobs. It's also the fact that they na- name
2: sort of jobs that teenagers would have typically done. I think I heard uh, Gavin McInnes say this, that the immigrants coming over and just stealing teenagers jobs. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, you know, these sort of menial sort of coffee shop or, or bar jobs. That's what I got started on, you know, actually get a foot in the door and it just makes it difficult for young people. Actually. Oh, here we go. They're
0: all consultants for the NHS. <laughs> you-
2: of course. Yeah. i forgot doctors and lawyers.
0: Sorry for just saying the ASS. I know we're talking about Ireland, but that's sort of burnt into us is what healthcare is. You see here, Davis came out and said, I was set upon by a gang of immigrants in Dublin yesterday. They gave me a triple heart bypass and saved my life. Amazing. Truly amazing. Uh,
1: it sounds like he actually just stole a heart from a group of immigrants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but my point being, as you can see here, the response to the worst event in all of Ireland's history, a bus being burnt, is that a lot of people have just decided that Um, Immigrants are essentially Some kind of slaves I mean you can just Import them or deport them At will And they are here To do what? To serve us To give us our coffee To drive us from place to place What else are they for? They're not humans They're basically just Things I use And as you can see That's what they're saying Yeah you're not saying that Yeah this is Just to clarify Literal opinion Because you can see I mean this guy puts it perfectly Whether it's nails at curry A taxi or a triple heart bypass Irish liberal globalist elites In their attempt To defend open borders and Plantation this week, have revealed their sympathy, sorry, that they simply view immigrants as servants. When it comes down to it, they don't even mention the supposed cultural enrichment, learning about Chinese culture, Hindu values, of Brazilian history. It's literally just about having cheap, abundant, mailable labor to serve them up to a luxurious urban lifestyle at a price they can afford. Perfect.
1: It, it, mm-hmm. It's like the floating trays of drinks that you get described in Great Gatsby, because... The omission of the description of the people serving said drinks implies that the wealthy people that are attending the parties just don't consider them at all. And it's the same attitude. Just yeah. just somehow the, the immigrant class materializes goods to me. They just
0: do. They just come out of the ether and, and they all become uh, consultants for the health service or uh, taxi drivers. There's, a, there's some gap in between there, would have thought, but never mind. Um, this is obviously also a lie, just the whole thing about like, oh, we need immigrants or, I don't know. The Irish won't be able to get heart bypasses. It's just not true. We've done this previously, but I want to mention it for anyone new. The NHS data is available in the House of Commons Library, a notorious far-right outlet. And they detail here, for example, that uh, 25.6% of the UK population are non-British, and only 19% of NHS staff are non-British. Of course, that also includes everyone doing cleaning jobs, etc., and it includes London, which is a
1: Mm-hmm. The situation. Well, well, Miriam Cates was asking Robert Jenrick, who's Immigration Minister yesterday in the Commons, and she said, okay, we've given out 11,000 healthcare visas in the last year, and it's only reduced something like 1,000 vacancies. So it's oh, not really sorry, seventy Sorry, 70,000 70, healthcare vi- visas, and it's reduced 11,000 vacancies. That was it. So
0: One in seven people actually took the job. Yeah. The rest of them, I don't know, just... just uh, Delivery drivers, now, I guess. I
2: don't think I've ever even come across someone who wasn't British in the NHS. I know I, I used it in the West Country and have not, you know, used it since. It's but... common
0: in London. But it's just one of these lies that we get told endlessly. It's like, well, without immigrants, the whole NHS would fail. I'm sorry. They actually are underrepresented in mm. terms
1: of the population. So there you are. And they're overrepresented in
0: use without ever having paid into the system. But getting back to the, the migrant slave class, as you can see here, someone came out and just did a brilliant, A brilliant rebuttal of the Irish far right. He says, today, I was served my lunch by an immigrant, <laughs> so I can't even read that without him being like some opulent billionaire
1: <laughs> who just has the slaves. I do like I do like uh, the Roland Rat Beneath depicting the C three PO being worshipped by the Ewoks.
0: <laughs> yeah, he says it was served as lunch by an immigrant down south, and then the coffee came. It came on floating trays, as you say. Uh, met a concierge in a hotel who was an immigrant, and had three hardworking immigrant lads in my house. What were they doing? How did... up...
1: <laughs> <laughs> were you sitting in a corner chair?
0: <laughs> they were putting up wardrobes, were they? had a new kitchen. They are all amazing and lovely people as well as hard workers. Okay, yeah. but one of them stabbed a P- child. Pictured here. No. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's not a real problem. The real problem is the bus was burnt down. God damn it. How else are my slaves going to get to my kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> responses. it's just like yes master serve you lunch master i'll make you a, i'll make a coffee master it's just unbelievable and i love living in a caste system that places me at the top while the immigrant servants take care of my needs and uh, also keep the wages too low for anyone else to actually live off thanks for that cheers yeah it just goes on <laughs> again I, Average I Irishman.
2: Find, i do find the the argument are oh, oh, the left of the real racists it can be quite a boring argument, but in this case, it is kind of hilarious, isn't it?
0: Well, it's that comical thing, because it's just, you literally sit around, pretending you're this. I'm presuming <laughs> that the entire Irish population is this. Aristocratic vampires. I mean, I, yes.
2: I'm like that immigration or not anyway, so
0: i not uh, help it. That is true. You're you're an aristocratic vampire. There we are. Some pictures more Irishmen. Just average Irishmen. <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing about the elites. You know this conversation you have in the, in the populace, right, let's say? in which you talk about the elites and how they're out of touch and so forth. I kind of get bored of it sometimes because you hear it a lot. But then you actually see these people and their thoughts in which they literally think like this is is the life that all Irish people live. It's like, "No, no, it's literally just you and your friends, you and your rich friends who literally treat migrants as slaves. But you literally sit around and be like, oh, yes, he made me lunch. And then I had my boys, they came around and made me coffee as well. It's
1: a luxury belief system. It means that they solely benefit from it and they're insulated from the consequences which accrue at the bottom of the social hierarchy. The oh, funny yeah. thing is, if you, look at, if you go to some of the best of the best um, places,
2: a lot of the staff are European. There is that as well. Like You go to a you know, Michelin-style restaurant or you go to a really expensive hotel. And
1: <laughs> All right, we might want to move on, <laughs> you're, being a, you're being a bit near the mark now, mate. Come oh, on. God. It's just,
0: it's so ridiculous, these people, though. Like, you literally, I'm sorry, how do you write that? He's not even deleted it. I archived this, just in case he did. Just goes on touring with his life. Just, there we are, normal guy, having a wonderful time. Why? Because I, I treat the, the new people as slaves, and aren't we all having fun? That's, that's actually how you see the world. I do love that this is literally South Park IRL. I don't know if you've seen this episode. It's called Goobax. I do Watch it. In which a bunch of people from the future, where the future's terrible, decide to time travel to the old world, back to South Park, a thousand years before. And uh, of course, well, loads and loads of them do. And of course, it's fine, because they're making me lunch, serving my coffee. What could go wrong? And then obviously, there's a massive housing crisis. There's a massive crisis in supply of goods. There's a massive crisis in the fact that they don't just take the, the sandwich job that the kids wanted the teenagers as you rightfully say they they move on to everyone else as well and uh, then Randy loses his job and then it's a real problem but i do love <laughs> this this is timeless like things like this i, I love to archive but in a little folder i have on my laptop because it just it never ends i mean you this can see this is
2: iconic isn't it
0: yeah the old classic here I suppose we'll uh, we'll reenjoy
1: here who works in london who would be serving our coffee in pret who would be selling us our sandwiches in
0: well, yeah. who, You're not going to get English people. Zion- Look at her. Look at her little <coughs> clap. Just like, yes, queen. Queen, who else will be my slave? <laughs> okay. This is how you think about this whole situation. My God, are you out of touch? I and mean, it, it goes on and on. I just love. I mean, I love Paul just Watson's response. F borders and security and S because immigrant in pet made my coffee. I mean, it really is just timeless. Yeah. People will, will never forget Pret lady because she's good fun. But then there's the other ones. I just want to remind people, just have some oldies but goldies.
3: If you kick every Latino out of this country, then who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump?
1: <gasps> oh, that's... No.
3: In
0: the sense that, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I'm saying that... <laughs> more, there's more jobs to be in L.A. You know, they always, but
1: but, but they don't, are not only the no, only I people I didn't mean it like that. that. Come on.
3: No, I would never no, mean it so like so that. Okay. that. Okay. But I'm not part of this argument. With I think what you're...
2: <laughs> even the people on the viewer like hang on a minute that's too far maybe you shut
0: up because you don't know what you're talking no. about but i i just i love how this is endless and timeless and i i this response to the the new irish is got to be the most beautiful thing that came out of this uh terrible conflict of a bus getting burnt down you can see here as well obviously just i'm sorry i, I don't know why this has to be presented but let's take a look at rent let's take a housing supply. And you notice a pattern, which is, as you can see here, this is from the Irish Times. Dublin is now the fourth most expensive city for headline apartment rents in Europe. Okay. Well, okay, everyone's feeling the burden. No, 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 no. It's relatively affordable for high-end executive apartments, though. The guy earlier, the vampire aristocrats, not affected. Literally not affected. And then that's why they sit around tweeting crap like that. Why Donald Trump won't have someone to wipe his toilet. Well, because, that was Kelly
2: Osborne, who's the daughter of Ozzy Osborne. So yeah, she's had a pretty cushy life, but there's, a but, reality TV show.
0: But there's like a specific example where we can see it's not just because these people are like mental cases. I mean, they are out of touch. I mean, that's what happens when you become a rich mental case anyway. But sincerely, it doesn't really affect them. Like in the same way. I mm. mean, as, as Dublin becomes completely unlivable for the average person, the person who's not average, well, nothing's changed. They're still rich. The luxury apartments haven't changed that much. It's fine.
2: Well, many, many people who are already rich have gotten a lot richer since you know, the dawn of mass immigration.
0: They're the ones profiting, which is why they yeah. love their slaves. Slavery is good for them. Okay, not for me. I don't like it. As you can see here, I also love just the, the endless memes about like, man, we need immigrants because who will, who will pick the crops? And then you just remind people that's not how farming works anymore. So there you go.
2: Look. A machine will.
0: Yes. I, I don't know why that's a mad idea. Maybe we should do an industrial revolution. I mean, is that really the purview of the far right now? <laughs> Innovation, productivity—that's
2: it. God, God forbid <laughs> menial labour be replaced by technology.
0: Yeah, it just goes on. And I have to end this off with um, some people who I guess oh, never Bella. learn. Bella Wallersteiner, my my new favourite person because I think um, that Labour MP is. who's well, never forget now, my favourite Labour MP. What was her name? Claudia Webb. There we are. She's um, <laughs> she's fallen into the the realm of obscurity. Bella has now taken my, her place as my queen of, <laughs> of people who are dumb. Because <laughs> you see here, she endlessly talks about the fact that we needed mass immigration. And then she was like, hang on a minute, the Israeli embassy, I can't pay my respects. And I was hoping she would have learned something. I was like, yeah, all right, you know, some growth, some growth, some people here. No, she's right back at it again. Let's be clear. If we stop legal immigration, we would need to raise taxes or cut public services or both. Immigrants help grow the
1: economy. It's to <sighs> It's not even true. It's not even slightly true. Do you you want to be really depressed? Do you know who this person is? Not really. She's one of the lead conservative party staffers.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought she was a nobody. Nope. All right. Yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, it's not true, Bella. An idiot. Because as you can see here, we covered this before, but just look
1: at the data. Fraser Nelson as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, Fraser Nelson has decided that mass migration is actually great. And then people just started sending him the government's own data. He said this at a parliamentary event I was at two weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he cited the fact that we have a Muslim mayor of London, a Muslim Scottish First Minister, a Hindu Prime Minister. They're a, all doing a terrible job as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Of all the people you could pick, yeah. it's like aren't things said, so great. He said he literally said, Well, we're in London, it seems to be working fairly well. Really? Really? They're serving you their coffee and pret, are they? Yeah. He
2: said wearing his <laughs> stab vest, paying £100 for a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah. But you can see here just the data as well. Bangladeshis here, they're overrepresented, the people who, have, who claim disability. And not just them, Pakistanis and so forth. The Chinese are at the right bottom there. And it goes on. This is uh, unemployment claims by, mm-hmm. by ethnic group. Again, data exists. I don't know why I need to say this.
1: 72% of Somalis in Britain are on social housing.
0: Yeah. This
2: is oh, the I feel so I
1: enriched by this. Uh, my
0: only, bank
2: account is really benefiting from this.
0: Uh, this breaks down by some ethnic groups, but it's not the full data. And you rightfully say of the Somalis here, seventy-two percent of them get houses for free from us taxpayers.
1: I think it's 40, but they're growing the economy. I think it's forty-four um, percent black minority ethnic[s] in London also get social housing as well. I love We've taxes. Taxes too. are
2: so good. I think they're so important.
1: Yeah, the,
0: the Indians obviously are growing the economy. Uh, the Chinese, yes, they are growing the economy. Um, it's not everyone. It's just not everyone. Just just, just Bella, if you, uh, I don't know. God, I didn't know she actually had a position of power. Why is that the case?
2: Wow. yeah, the white gypsy and Traveler doesn't
1: even have a bar at all.
0: I, I don't think I got counted. <laughs> I mean, you want to go count them? Yeah, but no, even,
1: but, rude. hang on. Hang on, the reason they don't take social housing is because they're traveling around in caravans, Josh.
2: I, I would have expected at this point that the government would allocate them a caravan.
1: There's
0: also, I have noticed a lot of people, um, uh, I think Vice did a few documentaries on this that were quite good, weirdly enough where they kept meeting uh, families who have social housing. A social house is a marijuana farm. They literally rent out their house to a drug dealer, and he just grows marijuana in there, and they live somewhere else. Because obviously the drug dealer pays them a boatload of money to rent that.
2: So they've got a free house, which they then use to grow drugs.
0: Yes. So the the drug dealer will pay them like, like four grand a week or something. So they live somewhere else. They just need to file the paperwork for the drug dealer to organize. Anyway, I'm
2: clearly doing the wrong job.
0: You, you are indeed. Drug dealing is a lucrative business, but I do not endorse it. <laughs> How did they not know about this? But this is um, something I didn't know. And this is uh, Tucker Carlson did an interview with Steve Bannon. And in here, uh, Roland mentions that uh, Ireland has taken over 150,000 immigrants in the past year, all of them on the dole, says Steve Bannon here. Now, I don't know what his source is for that, but it is definitely is overrepresented, as the UK data shows. It's, it's not unusual. Maybe you can go back to the unemployment data here if you want those precise figures. And I wanted to, I don't know, like reform the country, Bella. But never mind. Why, why bother? And the um, last thing to mention here, just getting to the US, I love all those taxes we're saving. Remember all those taxes we said? She was saving. Yeah, I, I think
2: all the savings for all that money going towards hotels as well, for the illegal ones, uh, uh, as they're talking about here.
0: Well, don't worry. The migrants pay for it with money they take.
2: They bring positive vibes to yeah. the country, which... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which uh,
2: is, is not financially quantifiable, but it has a, a positive growth effect on the economy.
0: Well, this is Fox News reporting that the United States taxpayers are now paying 451 billion US dollars per year on housing and care for illegal migrants.
1: Well, they get nearly 3 million illegal border crossings every year, that's why. That is it's an absurd. Comparable amount of money for me. I mean, we're paying nearly 6 million quid a day.
0: Well, so. at least I can figure that. Like I could spend 6 million.
2: It's nearly half a trillion dollars, yeah.
0: Half a trillion. And the thing is, do you want to guess how many minutes of NHS spending that is? The the real metric?
2: Five minutes. It's
0: two and a half years.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: So I don't know if people know. We usually do like, oh, there's this yacht that costs a billion pounds or whatever, or some other BS corruption scandal. And then people post, that's 2.5 minutes of NHS spending because the NHS is so expensive. I forget just how much money is wasted in the United States. And and you can see it right there. Um, But I'm sure they'll pay it back in their taxes.
2: Which, which are also theft <laughs> I
0: well, couldn't resist Taxes are indeed theft oh, But I, I want to turn tight. this off Because it seems nothing has been learned that's, that's the outcome of this I mean you can see Politico this, this is the best headline you could possibly put Because of course Dublin riots uh, The PM vows to punish racists responsible As immigrants fear more attacks Not a single immigrant has been stabbed Not mm. a native Not a single immigrant has been killed Not a single immigrant has harmed in fact a bus was harmed in the making of the...
2: <laughs> it's it's almost like they're using the stabbing of a child to pursue political goals that they already had, which is crush their political enemies and or normal people who are concerned about immigration.
0: Yeah, but I, I do love the, uh, the new Irish, they are the ones who are truly at fear, which of course is a good, I mean, just meme to describe the situation at this point, immigrants most affected.
2: I was so scared of, immigrant of, of stabbing Irish to. politics, I had to stab a child.
0: yeah. But um, Hello, Lotus, is out of context? Yeah,
2: I knew it as I was saying
3: it.
0: But to fix that, that difference, in, in at least my mind, where you saw the reality and then the response being something as crazy as everything is fine, this is why, I mean, literally, as you can see from the previous uh, chaps who were just like, but everything's great, I got my coffee served, I then got someone to drive me around. They literally don't care. I and mean, uh, Dankula asked the question, how many children do have to be stabbed? Before we admit that maybe there's a bit of a problem, um, as many as it takes seems to be the response, because as long as I get my coffee a pret, they don't care. Literally, their own words. Their response to this entire tragedy was to sit around talking about how, well, their slaves are doing great for them, so what's the problem?
1: Video Blimey. comments, I suppose. <laughs>
0: yeah, take the video comments.
1: Today, I'm still in Poland out at a national park, and I know what you guys really want to see from me in Poland. Biting into a Polish sausage. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thanks for the S.M.R. All right, It looks lovely. I, it's already snowing in Poland. I know. She's it? in bloody Narnia. I'm envious. We're in Swindon. Yeah. You have to say it. I mean, I know it, but you could... <laughs> yeah we, this, this is our escape this studio <laughs> yeah
0: okay but um good meme sophie uh but mm. I, I do want to see those christmas markets today. yeah i, I wasn't I, joking mm-hmm. sincerely i'm quite miffed about missing them and i want to see what they
1: my, my my Enjoy thesis, your holiday. my thesis this year because i i'm going to dino wonderland at some point um Where, where's that winter wonderland in high park Oh right. <laughs> right but i'm 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 going with my male friends because we're all single which is Tragic. But my (laughs) thesis this year is basically men only get girlfriends around wintertime because they want to go to a Christmas market, but they want the plausible, deniable excuse to be dragged there. I actually cut through there um, to get a bus when I was in London um, a couple of
2: weekends ago, and I was so hungover that I, I gave it a massive wide berth. It was just noise, crowds. I was just like, everything I don't want is in this location. But you could
1: sit in a crappy makeshift... Viking longhouse and drink overpriced hot mulled wine and pretend you're having fun. Eight pounds bottle. It's all right. I, I'm a bit of a cheapskate. I like to take a hip flask with the that in you. That's it actually is. not a bad idea. I'm gonna do that. Anyway, sorry, I'm on the next comment.
3: Sugar it's tax of a lot. is an indirect tax targeting issues, additional costs, placed on health services. Obesity and heart disease are two examples of negative externalities created by the overconsumption of sugar and fat by people with poor self-control. Let's literally address the elephant in the room and tax fatties. In 12 months, you jump on the scales and work out the tax fatties, band for the coming year. The same principle works in the NHS. These need some new needs doing do with Mr Smith? Jump in the tank and let's see how much water you displace.
2: I like the idea of the tax bracket being a literal bracket. <laughs> Whichever one you can fit through is the tax you pay.
1: It's <laughs> just the wee Fit board that tells you you're obese. <laughs> See, uh, as well, we wouldn't have this problem if one, the state were running, weren't running healthcare, and two, if the state weren't being lobbied by the food industry that's just making like, high-fructose corn syrup in the States and selling sugar all the time. It, it really makes me annoyed
2: because fat people ruined Iron Brew. And I know that's we- a weird thing to say about the Scottish national drink of choice because, you know, fat people in Scotland go together. And I'm saying this as, as someone who, you
1: know, half my family is Scottish. And but, the other half <laughs> are fat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying this as someone who's half my family are fat. <laughs>
0: Uh, I've got fat friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah I
2: do Um, I'm probably one of them getting there for Christmas but yeah they're they're ruining it for the rest of us I want sugar in my stuff because I have self-control sometimes Um, it it, it depends you did just say you bring a hip flask everywhere you go not everywhere I go if I'm going somewhere to drink especially London if I'm going to see like my old friends then I take a hip flask with me because I'm not paying eight pounds for a pint of something that's got some pretentious name. It's like, oh, it's brooding Camden in some sort of weird flask that's a thousand years old. It's like, yeah, well, so it's, it's eight quid. So whatever it's, you know, if, if it's like the tears of, you know, the late Pope, <laughs> I'm not going to pay eight quid for it. It doesn't matter.
3: Maybe five.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least five.
3: <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Sorry for the lack of audio in my last video. I'm still very basic when it comes to my video editing. I highlighted the Madagascan Queen as a response to Mary Beard because I wanted to highlight someone who was not only a woman in power but was also a monstrous tyrant who murdered her own people and yes, a lunatic
1: many such cases this is this it is very funny with the Doctor who wasn't well, that funny, but with the Doctor who thing of saying, well, you wouldn't understand how to let go of power as a man anymore. Female rulers have waged far more wars proportionately throughout all of history, but there you go. Mm-hmm. go
0: to the next
3: one.
1: Hey, I just want to remind everybody that a protest doesn't actually create change. Okay, so a protest is the party that gets thrown after the, the people in charge decide to make a change and they want to promote that change before officially adopting the change. That's what a protest is. So, uh, if you don't think the people in charge are interested in ending immigration and an immigration protest is just a bad idea. Interesting why we're looking at it. Mm. There's not even an organized protest. Like, it's just sort of people turning up and expressing emotional discontent. I've, I've always been very cynical about the, the actual
2: power of a protest because the regime in power has to be receptive to the message in the first place. Yep. If, the,
1: if the regime is not receptive, it's falling on deaf ears. This is why they allow just the Boyle people to still sit in the road. It's because they're manufacturing consent for the climate policies the UN already wants.
0: The next one, then. Ooh, hey,
1: Lotus, just, just wanted to show you one of our uh,
0: native species. It's a uh, blue tongue lizard. He's Looks like cool. plastic.
2: <laughs> You're saying lizards are fake now? It's actually a government spy. It's like inverse David Ike. <laughs> I mean,
0: kinda. That doesn't look like plastic
2: to you? No. It, I did like the patterns on it. It's it's, it's a very pretty lizard. Um, yeah. I never thought I'd say that. Um, but no, I, I, I always enjoy. I, yeah. I, was, I
1: think we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, they're the only thing that brings me joy on my timeline every day. <laughs> put a little shoe on the head of the lizard, and then I'll believe you Why until you then. Put a shoe on a lizard. A little you know tiny one.
0: Go to the next one.
2: <laughs> Callum doesn't believe in lizards. This is uh, the, his new 2024 20, redemption arc. Don't know what you've done to redeem yourself. Sorry.
0: Believe in lizards. <laughs> <laughs> So in the recent contemplations about the potential of a collapse, uh, there was a conversation about loss of technology. So this is an example of it. This is Polaroid film, new Polaroid film. The formula for the original stuff was destroyed. So this is stuff made from the ground up. And as you can see, it's got lots of uh, defects, damage, discoloration, really bad discoloration. And this is really new stuff. So we've already lost information, and this cannot be recovered.
2: It's a really interesting example, and I, I, nice pictures as well. I do like a Polaroid camera. Okay. Mm. I, it does make me seem like the annoying indie kid that I, I really want a, a sort of old Polaroid camera to take pictures with. It's like, oh, look at me! I'm I'm of the past. That makes me cool. But I've got. I, I think they I are really targeted. awesome. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm saying I like them, but I, I'm I'm worried that yeah. I'm living up to the stereotypes that could be leveled at me, considering the music I listen
0: to. Oh, with that, we're on to the written comments. Okay. So, Lord Nerevar says, thanks for covering Creeple. Yeah. Creeple. I, it's been criminally underreported by most of the media and all of the legacy media, and it's and we really need more eyeballs on it. Uh, Ireland is the tip of the iceberg. So. Okay. That's Do you great. want me to carry on? Yeah, sorry. That was before the mm-hmm. title. So.
2: I'm not going to make a dyslexic person read the comments. I'm not that cruel.
0: <laughs> but that is uh, a routine problem. <laughs> Can I nick the mouse? Oh, oh yeah. Well, um,
2: the worst part is not only um, are you not safe in your own country anymore for fear of barbarian hordes sacking your town you have to live with the knowledge that your police and leaders will always side and protect the barbarians when the pl- they plunge the knife into your belly. That's very true and I did try and communicate that concern um, in the actual segment. So I'm glad you agree. Um, Ignacio Junquera um, if the media doesn't report on the characteristics or motives of the perpetrators, then it's safe to assume they are guilty and members of the protected classes. It never fails. That is true. And I was well aware of that when I was actually looking at the coverage, because when there's an attack and it's a, a white person, they'll be very, very quick to say, look, here they are. Here's a picture of them. Here's you know um, what their mum does on a Sunday. Um, they'll tell you everything about them. And when it is an ethnic minority, I think they've cottoned onto to the fact that it makes people angry. It, it makes people not support the, the current
1: thing. And well, so the, they hide it. This is the Jimmy Dore pumping gas meme of there might be scholars around here. I hate scholars because they usually use euphemisms.
0: Mm-hmm. I hate NHS
1: workers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Taffy Duck says, so the French Fair was effectively a terrorist attack, duly noted. Yeah, it, it was a terrorist attack, I think it's safe to say. Um, I'll read one more. And then I think we've only got five minutes left, haven't we? Um, Cynthia Poole says, I think the attack at Crepel is due to religious ideology primarily rather than racism per se. Uh, Stabbing in the neck is the method ordained by the Quran for terrorist infidels. They were obviously um, North African Muslims in my mind from all the information I was able to gather. So yes, I think it's safe to assume that they were um, attacking on
1: religious grounds, but they also characterized it in racial grounds in the actual attack. Uh, Lord Nerevar switched off my phone for a while yesterday when I turned it back on I was greeted by a 15 message long rant from a friend about how madly butchered Doctor Who has become same thing with both my parents none of these people are a step above normie and even they understand their beloved media has been butchered before their very eyes yeah my mum and dad watched it before I did and they were the first ones to say it was absolutely abysmal my mum came out seething with rage at the non-binary chanting bit I, 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 I haven't spoke it to my um, parents because they, they grew up watching it originally on the BBC so like 60s
2: 70s that sort of thing and uh, I think particularly for my mum it, it holds a special place in her heart so I don't know what, how she would feel about it being butchered in such a way same with my parents
1: they grew up watching Pertwee and uh, Baker from like cowering behind the sofa as I mean, kids. my
2: parents raised me with Tolkien and they watched a couple of episodes of Rings of Power and they were just like it's terrible how could it be so bad
1: yeah I, I didn't I didn't so, bother I just, I, no, I just saw a I, black I dwarf bother. and I just <laughs> swerved <laughs> Mm. Henry Ashman. The end of the episode is so cringe. I think I need to undergo a concussion check. I swear, just watching it gave me brain damage. Uh, that was what your facial expression was going through And I, mm-hmm. I don't. You know what? Worst part you. is we I've can't even just brain do damage. It
0: out, because it's state-funded propaganda from the license plate. Yeah. So there's nothing we can do. Like they, they just steal our money and then go and do that. Don't pay your license fee. That's what I you don't. Do. You don't. It's not a legal requirement. Mm-hmm. Literally, just cancel it and don't answer any of the letters.
1: And just don't watch TV in general because it's rubbish.
0: Yeah. Usually, or at that.
1: least in in Britain it is. Uh, Wigan survivalist. It was insanely creepy whenever Donna and Sylvia tried to force everyone to believe that the imposter Rose was gorgeous and beautiful every few seconds. I wanted to slam my head into the concrete multiple times during this quote unquote special. Yeah. Uh, and North FC Zuma Doctor Who finished about 2012. Everything since then is just some cringe Reddit fan fiction. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt Smith was probably the last. There were a couple of good Capaldi episodes in like season uh, eight. Witches, Familiar, and Magician's Apprentice. Other than that, it was tripe but
0: it's it's a great coping mechanism though i'm glad more people are doing it which is if you like a series that did a good job and it fell off just tack fear it declare it fan fiction
1: i've done i've done no i've done that with dc it's just after the snyder films it's just done Done. it's like lord of the rings and you know i don't even count the hobbits hobbit films they're trash
2: although you can find uh, i'm not sure if i can say that actually but there are edited versions out there There that cut out the all the nonsense
1: like the CGI orcs and the Ring Wraith song being used at the wrong time. Yeah, they make it book accurate, basically. That's what
0: happens. I thought you were just advocating piracy. No. I would never do that. Yar. (laughs) But Baron von Warhawk does say, serving coffee, cutting hair, cooking food, and doing housework. Everything a migrant can do, a native Irishman can also do, and he won't stab your kids in the name of jihad. Mm -hmm. You could just get married. (laughs) (laughs) Isaac Thane... Something says, the dynamic of our age is not the lower class versus the upper class, but the upper class whites sacrificing lower class whites to appease the self-appointed representatives of the global south. Yeah, I just wouldn't put it on racial lines, but ethnic lines instead. Because again, um, Ireland has a similar problem to we do, in which there's a large European population, and that's just as not English a neighborhood. And you don't get the problems with well, a lot of Irish. Even. Don't get me wrong. There, there are ethnic differences, but I just think on the racial line thing tells the full story. Anyway, uh, Kobe says... Kobe is just joining to say, picking vegetables and fruits used to be seasonal teenager work. No, not anymore. He's correct. uh, Machines, that's what we need to be doing. You know, That's how we need to go into the future. And Arizona Desert Raz says, I think it's rather sad that this lady believed migrants are only good for serving food and cleaning toilets. I've done both, and I'm white. I I love the idea that it's like a unicorn you could find. Oh, God, you serve coffee in Pret? <laughs> Tell me the skill.
2: This anyway. may come as a surprise to some viewers, but I've actually served coffee before.
0: She also says, if you won't do a certain job yourself, you'll have no business foisting the job on anyone else. Mm-hmm. It is kind of embarrassing.
2: We do have an honorable mention, if you, if you want to read we? that.
0: Oh, yes, I did read it. It's quite long. We don't have too much time. But um, a, a very nice person, Isaac, has said that he's uh, got his traditional Filipino wife, and they've decided to name the child Rhodes for all the right reasons which I think is brilliant anything <laughs> else anyway um, thank you ever so much we mm, are and out
2: of- congratulations
0: we are out of time so if you'd like more go over to birdseaters.com maybe I don't know
1: you should Just- yeah. got really good stuff there we put lots of good content behind the paywall. you may
2: well be on it right
0: now in which case stick around
1: the um, blackpeoplemeet.com
0: that's also a good one anyway we'll be back <laughs> tomorrow thank <laughs> you and goodbye <laughs> <laughs>